Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this night's edition of Powerhouse Fence Show. Uh, we got a fantastic guest here this evening. Uh, I'm Zach Shu, the other host. This is Dan, <laughs> the host. Um, I guess, Dan, you want to do the honors of interrup interrupting? In inter interrupting everybody? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> as normal, we're presented by Memphis Fence Company, Memphis Fence Manufacturing in Sao Paulo. And uh, like Zach said, we, we got a special guest tonight, Randy. You can see him over there. He's uh, been a big part of the Memphis Fence family here, and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. So we are actually live right now, and there's a little banner scrolling across the bottom that you could use if you wanted to call in. So do we, uh, do we have any old business we need to talk about? I had no idea I was elected secretary of this committee. <laughs> well, now so you know your role. Right. Yeah, Step in line. I haven't been taking any minutes over the, the course of the show. The only thing I have down is uh, any updates on processes. Not really any updates on that, I don't think. No, I mean, no, it's still really, honestly, man, I'm just kind of floundering around figuring out what doesn't work. We did have no. a big shipment of ornamental fence panels go out to Jackson uh, yesterday, I guess. It's been... Yeah, kind of wild getting that stuff staged. They're eight foot tall. They're seven and a half feet wide with 10 foot long posts attached. Mm -hmm. um, so figuring out just really how to stack, how to manage, how many can we stack and pick up safely, uh, which was a big concern this time in the past. You know, I've kind of winged it and said, oh, 25 in a stack's going to do. And, and we just shipping them without damaging them is, right. a, is a whole which, thing, too. You know, maybe not now's not the time to tell you, but we damaged a few. So we learned. <laughs> Fortunately, it's our own fence that we were shipping and installing ourselves. So we're but, uh, we're learning. This is, you know, round round one, basically, of the, you know, our venture into the manufacturing thing, which is what we've talked a little bit about. The MFC logo behind me is about trying to manufacture fence panels here, ship them out across, you know, a immediately in local states that touch Tennessee, but then hopefully across the United States. Yeah, so uh, probably not a good idea to tell people that we damaged them when we're loading them on the truck. <laughs> well, I don't think they buy those. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if it's yep. not worth putting up, it comes back here. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll uh, make it right. So that's how I look at that, you know. So I'm pretty um, excited about the guest tonight. Um, so I've worked here for a while. Um I've known Randy for a little while through working at Memphis Fence Company, and I just really appreciate uh, Randy's steadfastness, I guess, if you say that. He's always here. Basically, he's here when I get here, and he's here when I leave, and that's a pretty cool thing to have. Um, and just the value of having an open door with a guy with so many years in construction management is what I really look to him for, um, that kind of cool-headedness approach to most situations, which if anybody – works in the construction industry fence industry you know there's a lot of you know unforeseen things that we encounter broke we talked about broken equipment you know sometimes you hit a pipe sometimes whether it's marked or located or not just to alleviate us we do locate but you know sometimes you run into that stuff and randy deals with a lot he has a lot more employees than i have and consistently maintains a pretty cool vibe uh you know, or just relaxed vibe and not real high headed losing his shit. And that's a pretty cool thing to look to um, for a guy like me who's pretty new to this 
level of management, you know. So yeah, so about anything that we can throw at him, he's probably seen it before and done it before and knows how to handle it. So that's right. That's uh that's where that whole level headed coolness comes from. That's where like, that white hair comes from. Right. That's right. <laughs> right. So you're saying the goatee wasn't always gray. No. Everything used to be black and I used to be skinny, believe it or not. Those, <laughs> those were the good old days. Something to yeah. look forward to, I guess. <laughs> hey, Alaria, I sent you a message. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're scrambling around trying to go to Vegas, right? Yeah, we so are. we are going to the the FWA show. Was it the Fence and Security Expo? We'll be Fence there. Fence and Security Expo. Yeah, yes. yeah. So we'll we'll be there next week. Uh, booth eight one seven. If you want to stop by and say hello and meet us, uh, but so we uh. We, we kind of missed the deadline on a few things that we were planning to take with us on account of this low defense that was going out to a customer. We had to do something to pay the bills instead of doing the trade show stuff, but we're going to be there. We're going to make the most out of it and look forward to meeting a bunch of people. And if you come by there, uh, Zach will sign an autograph for you or give you a high five or something, I'm sure. Sure, sure. We got some hideous shirts, so we'll be pretty visible. Yeah. Oh, Dan, we have some fantastically lovely uh, shirts love that them. Dan designed personally. They're so hideous, but I love them. So uh, the, They're about the texture of a shower curtain. So. Yeah, right. So the video we played before of our yard kind of doing that walkthrough was junk. We screwed that up. Sorry. We're, uh, we're still learning as we talked about. But anyway, so I think that's enough of old business kind of stuff. Let's talk about Randy some. Uh, we, we've kind of introduced him a little bit. So, Randy, you started here working for my grandfather in 1984, right? Absolutely. My my hire date is June the 9th, 1984. I actually, my first day, a uh, full day of work was June the 11th, 1984, and I believe you and I share an anniversary there. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah uh, different days, uh, different times. Is, it, is that times. your birthday? That's my wedding anniversary. Oh, wedding anniversary. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So I guess I just want to point but, out but that. But yet he remembers his wedding anniversary and keeps forgetting the fact <laughs> I live. Man, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they yeah. coincide, man. They I'm coincide. Terrible. I'm terrible. If my wife didn't make a big deal out of her birthday and anniversaries and everything, I'd forget them too. But you, you, know, well, you she, will get she, better at she, it. She I makes sure to remind that, me of those you, when they're you, coming up. You're going to get better at it. <laughs> so Randy's worked here almost longer than I've been alive. Just... Oh, he has worked here longer than I've been alive. Right. So he mm -hmm. saw me born. That's right. I was here when you were born. Yeah. Well, I remember when your dad told me that they were expecting you. That's yeah. A big day. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. I look up to Randy a lot. Mm. He's been a well, big part of like, my life. You you're know? like seven inches shorter than me. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> As with most people, <laughs> it's pretty common. Um, so you've seen three generations of Turby bills come through here. That's right. Are you, uh, so my, my son Webb uh -huh. is a uh, generation number four, right? So I'm, you, hope, uh, I'm hoping I can whip that one in shape, <laughs> <laughs> try to get one of them right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, now this, this has been a good journey. I don't want anybody to make light of, it. we're going to tell some jokes here, but this has been very good to me and uh, I've enjoyed my time here. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Like I said, we certainly appreciate everything Thank you've you. done here. But Thank you. so, what what started you in the fence industry? What what led you here? Well, pretty much just because I needed a job. It's not like I, you know, was growing up. You know, when you're growing up and you want to be something, growing up, who says, "Well, I want to be a 
a fence man. <laughs> you, know, you want to be a fireman or a policeman right. or, you know, you want to do something. Uh, I purely out of necessity. I mean, no job, uh, paid on car notes, um, had to go to work. So there you go. Had you ever done anything in the fence industry before you came to work here? Didn't know a tension band from a tie wire. Yeah. So uh, I've heard stories about your, uh, like your first few days or your first week and you had some fun out, out back with the, uh, the sling blade or the Joe. Blade oh yeah. Well, that was my first job. I think it, uh, your grandfather decided he wanted to put me through a few tests to make sure that I was going to stay around. So as before there was a string trimmer or before he wanted to spend the money on a string trimmer, because <laughs> your grandfather was a very frugal man. If he could get a man to use a sling blade, he wasn't going to buy one of those. <laughs> well, I was that guy. Well, you know, payroll was cheap back then. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. But uh, yeah, for probably the first week, you know, we didn't have all this gravel back here. It was grass and weeds. And I was down there with a sling blade swinging going, I need to find another job. <laughs> <laughs> but I stuck around. Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything you did before you came here? Uh, not really. I mean, I knocked around a little bit. I mean, you know, remember, I, I started when I was 20 here. So, right. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. I worked at... Uh, Fort Pillow prison, made no money there, hated the job. And then came here and, you know, and I'm still looking for a better job, but anybody out there, you know, <laughs> but no, it's a little late in the game, but whatever. Y'all just go watch something else. <laughs> um, so uh, what, and what, how was the job market then? Well, the job market was way different back then. You know, it was the, you know, early mid eighties. And if you found a job, you need to hold on to it. Right. And you couldn't just like now you see all these help wanted signs. People are going in and they can get a job almost immediately and making pretty decent money. I started here in 1984, making $5 an hour and was happy to be employed because I think minimum wage was three thirty-five back then. So wow. man, Oh, I thought I was stinking up high cotton, you know, because it was, and I could get as many hours as I wanted. You know, right. there's no such thing as a 40 hour week at Memphis Fence Company still isn't. If you want to work 50 hours a week, that's not a problem. So, um, yeah, the job market's changed a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Was it, uh, so what about like the whole college deal? How was that as big of a thing back then as it, it is wasn't? Now? I mean, all kids now, when they come out of high school, they, they, they feel like they want to go to college and, and trust me, if you can, you have the means you should, I mean, right. uh, further than your education is always a good thing, but it's not for everyone. It wasn't for me. I had to go to work. So, and luckily I've got in the niche of something pretty early on. I mean, I didn't know I wanted to be a, uh, in the fence business, but I'm not sorry that it, I meant I landed here. It's been good to me. So why not? Yeah. Right. right. So, but no, I mean, um, the college was not in cards for me. Right. Time to go to work. So the, the next question why, why did you stay in the fence business? I, you know, every morning when I hit the ground, I'm like, why am I still in the fence business? <laughs> still trying to figure that out. Still huh? trying to figure it out, but, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. Uh, my wife tells me all the time, when you retire, even on a vacation, we're, we're off for a while. <laughs> like Thursday, she's like, you got to go back to work. You mm -hmm. know, you're driving me nuts. So, so you can probably stuck with me for longer than you want to be. So uh, there you go. <laughs> we're we're not complaining yeah so uh, um you got any ideas of how we might get young people interested in the fence industry now 
Well, I put a lot of thought into this, and I think if you take the time, and this is something you, Zach, probably can help you with. It you might have to get a, a computer guru involved. If we can, if we can make a video game, <laughs> and it starts out where you have to be at work on time, and you load the truck and you drive it to a site and you start, you know, get off and pull the string out, meet with the customer, and um. I don't know that you can get any young people in, interested in doing anything now, but playing video games and laying around doing nothing. There are some I got 30, a question about. Go ahead. I, I'm hearing this description. I'm envisioning my 13 <laughs> year old son piloting an avatar. There you go. Assembling fence. You know, like make robots that okay. are remote control. Right. <laughs> Guys, you heard it here. It was my idea. Okay, if this happens. <laughs> so, right. so yeah, there's there's an idea. Well, that's gonna. That's going to take a significantly larger investment than uh, MFC manufacturing or Simpalo or any of us can afford to <laughs> right, do. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, well, there's some, Elon there's... Musk, can you hear us? <laughs> Please help. We need your help. We need fencemen. <laughs> Automaton <sure>. fencemen. <laughs> uh, so, I'll offer the name Adam for short. That's what we're going to call him. Adam, Adam? Fenceman. Yeah. Automaton yeah. Fenceman just known as atom it's good i like it i've been telling people we need to work on this ai on these robots all of this i mean they've got you know tons of them in manufacturing but how is it possible to get one to go out and do a service like what we do you know somebody mm -hmm. needs to work on that but did you have something well i was just had a randy and i we joke about that and we talk about that is a real thing that we're dealing with but you i recently hired a young kid mm -hmm. 23 years old or something like that 22 yeah who's riding the bus to work mm -hmm. and like doing whatever it takes to get here and right. seemingly doing okay for three weeks in no i hadn't seen him in two days oh well, <laughs> shit damn it <laughs> i thought perfect. we i thought we had <laughs> should have ran that one by me to begin with <laughs> that's perfect well it's the truth and that's what we're after here so it, it was i not hadn't heard staged. from him either so there you go it was I not have, staged uh, i hired a uh 20 something welding school graduate and he seems to be doing good but again we're two to three weeks in, there you go. so mm. it's like, hard it's hard it's Man. a tough market out there and what what's crazy is you put a job posting out there we get i mean what i send you the other day eight or nine or ten well, i looked at them and i was like okay um do i want to waste my time with these and how many interviews have you set up where they didn't show up for the interview oh 75 percent there you 50, go 75 yeah. percent. Yeah. there you go and i don't see that changing moving forward yeah. Well, so you don't think there's like a pendulum where, you know, at one point when in 84, like the college stuff wasn't as big of a deal mm -hmm. and has progressively increased in importance since then, you don't think that pendulum is going to swing back the other way and maybe correct itself at all? Or, you know, as long as there's going to be money available for people that don't have to work for it, that's, that's there. Yeah. Okay. And you don't have to get up in the morning and, catch a bus or get driven in or because sure no one wants to get a driver's license anymore you'd be surprised how many people well no you wouldn't be surprised because you get it no one has a driver's license anymore oh yeah well you just uh, what do you do uber everywhere uber and work from home for the it. most part here in memphis they just drive yeah well you know? a lot of them do <laughs> and we got so many people that show up to work here in their own vehicle no driver's license no insurance nothing and drive here every day you're right so so, uh, are, are there any moments that, that kind of stand out that, that maybe changed your outlook on the industry 
you know, that, that maybe said, you said, well, I'm going to stay here another day, another week, another month, another year, anything well, like that? Yeah, that's a, that's a simple question. Uh, your grandfather made me feel pretty welcome. Not immediately. You had to prove yourself to him. But right. after you did that, I mean, opportunity was there. Uh, and he, I think he saw that I was a hard worker. I had a good work ethic and he just kind of took me under his wing. He taught me a lot of stuff. Uh, he taught me, you know, treat a customer well, do a good job. Always stay in touch with them. You're not always going to tell a customer what they want to hear, mm-hmm. but they need to hear something. Even if it's bad news, you, you tell them. So yeah, yeah, it's, it was all web that made me decide to stay in this industry. Right. So I can't put that with anything but that. So Webb, my grandfather. Correct. Also my son. Right. So well, he had nothing to do with it. Right. Right. Yeah. Just want to be clear. Cause no. I did mention Webb earlier. Yeah, so. I know. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't, my crystal ball is not that deep. <laughs> right. So I foretell of one day having a grandchild. Right. <laughs> and he will be greater than the rest. now. <laughs> Fulfill the prophecy. Right. right. That's pretty good. I like, uh, you're in, you're getting into the eighties equipment. Are we in that area? Not yet. We got one more. We got right, one let's more. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, uh, any specific moments that made you feel like you're a part of something instead of just working for the man? Yes. So- uh, we, Webb took me to a, a lot of them, the ABC, AGC, uh, IFIA back in the day is AFA right. now. And, uh, you know, we'd rub elbows with some pretty good people. Was and, that, uh, RB- especially the general contractors. GB. I don't know any of those acronyms. <laughs> well, stay in your lane. <laughs> uh, anyhow, we were at the uh, general contractors meeting, and we were rubbing shoulders with some some pretty good names out there. And uh, when he started introducing me, which I'd always been there, but I was just there with him. Mm-hmm. But when he started saying, hey, guys, this is Randy Pennington, and this is the future Memphis Fence Company. Okay, you're going to be dealing with him more. You'll see him more, and you'll be talking to him on the phone. And that's when I thought, hey, Hell, I just got called up from the miners, you know, right, I'm, right. This, this is a big deal here. And, uh, that, and I'm going to say that didn't happen overnight. I'd been here probably close to 15 to 20 years before that's, that. Happened. That's what I was going to ask. Like yeah. at what point in yeah, your it, tenure here was it, that? It was a while. Yeah. So just to be clear, like you, you worked on the yard yeah, mm-hmm. and then you were on a truck mm-hmm. and then you were a foreman on a truck. For, for a short while, I didn't do that very long. He tried to get me in sales quick as he could, but he also knew I needed that experience. Right. To, you know, how long does it take to do a job? Uh, what's mm. the materials you need for the job? And what kind of issues then, are you going to run into and how are you going to handle I'm not going to have as many as you are. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we already have those issues. So we're not running into them. We're here. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for our key people, and I think every company no matter how big or how small it is has the key people that make the difference Mm. okay we have some outstanding employees my key people are second to none put them against anyone but they're starting to get a little older and no one's coming up to take those positions remember that comment i made (laughs) yes i do (laughs) i do so uh I, I actually saw a job posting, uh, another fence company over in Little Rock and they were, you know, trying to hire people. And they, they said, most of our people have been here like 19 plus years mm-hmm. and all of this. And I'm, so that, that reminds me of that. Like, that's who we all have. That's right. Just like you said mm-hmm. is, you know, the, the people that have kind of been here and it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to get the new ones. Right. So, but, um, 
Yeah. So like how long did it take you from, you know, higher date, working on the yard, working on the truck, all of that until you went into sales? Is that like that 15 year? No, it's probably closer to 20. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. It'd been, it'd been a while, but it, I mean, I, I did supply sales right. first, you know, where I'm people, and we used to have a pretty good supply business back in the day. Right. And, uh, you know, I stood at the counter, nothing like we have now computers and all that. I mean, everything was handwritten back in the day. And when we, we did finally get a computer system. I learned that one. It's just this new one. I'm right. on you right. with that one. So <laughs> all that fancy quick buzz. Well, that's, right. that's kind of what I was thinking about is that sales part. You talked to me a bit about that, about watching the, the value of metal and trying mm -hmm. to buy ahead of mm -hmm. time and yeah. all that kind of stuff, which is not really something that I'm really doing these days. Well, you know? I, it's not like I watch the market, right? I'm always talking to your the, vendors, the, the industry, the vendors. Right. Yeah. You know, Hey, well, what are we looking like coming down the road? Uh, try to try to keep your feelers out there the best you can. Now you can't believe everything you hear, but I've got some good people out there that don't BS me. I mean, you know, they pretty much keep me, on a level playing field. I feel like, a, you know, we buy as good as most, but, uh, you know, you're never going to outguess the market. It sure. changes every day. I sure. mean, look at the gas pumps. Sure. Yeah. But uh, back then you guys were buying a lot oh, more truck, way more, truck way more. Yeah. But, so I, I wanted to kind of talk about that since y'all were mentioning material a mm -hmm. little bit, but carry on. Well, I mean, you used to could buy like full weight schedule 40 in India and have it shipped halfway across the world for, you know, 25 to 30% cheaper than I could buy it over in Arkansas. Right. Have it shipped here. How, you know? how many suppliers were there? Because, so you mentioned that we used to sell a lot of wholesale material mm -hmm. because there weren't suppliers everywhere like there are today. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And there wasn't a box store on every corner that you could buy fence material Correct. at and mm -hmm. all of that. Um, and so y'all used to buy like truckloads of everything. Well, you basically. have to buy, well, if it was pipe, you bought what we call futures. Okay. So, Webb always told me, he said, I don't care how much you buy. You can spend as much money as you want to. The day you don't sell it, someone's going to have a problem. So if you you wanted something for March, you started looking at it in like October. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you'd make out a list and you never got it right, but you get as close as you can. And back in those days, you didn't have swedged rail. If it was full weight 40, still not. You right. know, but you made sure you had the sleeves here to cover what you had, uh, the three inch pipe. And you know, you just bought as much of it as you could. And usually, um, I'd probably buy probably six or eight truckloads that would hit the spring, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. And just, just a pipe, just a pipe. Wow. Yeah. But now that would last you, you're supposed to buy enough to last you all the way through summer into the fall. Mm -hmm. And then you, you might have to buy a little fill in locally, but then you bought bulk again, you know? So, so how hard was it to get like your fill in stuff? You know, now we have, I mean, we can have material here in, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of days now, but. Well, you could still get it. It it was probably domestic and it didn't match your material. So you just, you know, you tried to do to cover yourself. So it wasn't like if you ordered a bundle of one and three eights rail, you had to wait a month. It no, was, no, no, no. Okay. You could still get it. Okay. There, there were still vendors around. They're just not as plentiful as they are now. Right. Right. Hmm. Crazy stuff. I've mm -hmm. always heard kind of, you know, the stories, of yeah. course, about ordering all that. And in fact, we have some old pictures of the yard where there was just pipes stacked everywhere. Yes, sir. Know? Yeah, yes, I've sir. heard the, when Webb was running this place, we had pipes stacked to the sky. There right. was we, pipe everywhere. We never ran out of anything. We had it forever. <laughs> well, it's true. Uh, he, uh, you know, I used to buy 
even the local stuff, you would have a vendor come in here and say, Hey man, I'd give you, um, an extra 30 day terms and knock 5% off. If you'll buy two trucks from me. And I'd go to web and I say, Hey, that's what he's offering. He's like, and if you think you can sell it, just buy it, you know? Right. And he was a stickler for every discount he could take of mm-hmm. 2% 10 days. He was all over that. Mm-hmm. So man, that's like getting another five pieces of rail. I mean, that's true. Right. For nothing. So, and that's where I learned it right there. Yeah. So, so in our, in our past episodes, we've kind of talked about money struggles and things like that, but I remember, and it's, it's been two or three years ago or something like that. But I remember the first time when we actually had like a decent size order that I was able to take that discount on. It mm. was pretty exciting. Yeah. And, but most people don't offer it anymore. Most of our suppliers don't even no. do it. We well, only that's have, no one takes it. Yeah. yeah. We, we only have a couple, uh, steel is one of them that actually, and I think they offer like a half percent in 10 days or something like that. You know, it's, well, you know, you try to pay your bills the same way you get paid and, you know, customers are slow. Pay. 15 days late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, right. I mean, you have to compensate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. But, uh, anyway, so in, in the olden days, so what, what was equipment like around? Like what, what did, what did everybody have at their disposal back then? Well, let's see, you had the old Arkansas backhoe, <laughs> the old PhD. Mm. Um, you know, if you went out and to Sit, do a little set and stretch or repair or something, and you had, you know, let's just say six holes that need to be broke out. Well, you got the spud bar off the truck and you went to work because mm-hmm. Webb was not going to rent you a jackhammer. We didn't own one back then. You right. know, uh, we had some old pond jars that you would pull on for about 10 minutes before you get frustrated, throw it on the ground, kick it, and what? What? it oh, was like, what a, like a gas operated uh, <laughs> jackhammer or a rock drill or something. Tr- trust me, you don't want to know it. What did you call it? A, a pond jar. Pond jar. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, so yeah, y'all, you old guys out there know what I'm talking about. They were very frustrating equipment. If you got it to run, it was great every six months. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, equipment's come a long ways. Um, we, you know, we have skid steers now that we just about go off to every site and we you know you like your set truck. And we have a pretty nice set truck, you know, we've got the, the mixer and everything on the bigger jobs. And then if you got a real big job, you used to could get concrete where you could have ready mix delivered <laughs> and you're inconvenienced now. If you stop, if you ask them for anything less than 25 yards. Right. Right. So, but, uh, we've been lucky a little bit more lately, but, uh, still you have to book it a week in advance to get it. Yeah, and so. It seems like it's kind of gotten a little bit easier, a little bit easier, but still right. nothing to brag about. It's not right. like it used to, you could call that morning and have it delivered that afternoon. Right. Well, those days are gone. They, they can't find help anymore. We can. Yep. So. Yeah. So, uh, what, tell us about unloading trucks when you were on the yard and you'd have a truckload of wire come in. What? Well, you have a truckload of wire. You would have like four guys up on top of the truck, throwing it down. And then you'd have eight or 10 on the ground, picking it up and putting it in a stack of no pallets in those days. <laughs> so okay. it wouldn't even come on pallets. No. Oh, no. Wow. it's all stacked on the truck and all tied together with those little bit ties and you get up there and you cut it and throw all the ties loose and start throwing it down and stacking it. And, <laughs> and, oh. and you want to talk about when the guys were trying to get off the yard, if they knew there was a truckload of wire coming, man, <laughs> they were no truck. Sometimes we tell them there's a truckload of wire coming, even if it wouldn't, cause they can get off the yard. with quickness. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So what about pipe? 
forklift well yeah you can use forklift with that we used to have an old forklift that would pick up a, a lot with real long forks and it, it finally died but it was old when we got it but, right um, yeah, yeah i can always do that i can remember when i was a kid that uh, like white that's what it was with white. the eight foot forks that's on it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I remember me and your son right trying to race them and take a mudden and all that kind yeah, of stuff i remember and, too yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure we made everybody proud back yeah, then. oh a proud papa no <laughs> doubt <laughs> so um yeah so mixing concrete what what was was there any kind of tools or yeah a shovel and a wheelbarrow yeah that's how you got it done so I mean, again, if you had a big job, you get lucky, you get a mixer, but most of the time you were just mixing by hand, you know, so. We unearthed a photo across the street of what looked like a handmade concrete hopper that was operated by the hydraulic line on a machine. I'm assuming it looks old. I don't know if it was being used on a skid steer or maybe it's used on a, a tractor at that time, something that was using a hydraulic line. Probably the it probably, same yeah, hopper was, that's down here now that's just 30 right. years old. That, it's, Y'all still running it? Well, we're running one, but it's it's uh, you put it on the front of the skid steer and you open up the sh- And y'all made and that sh- here. Mm-hmm. That's Correct. cool. That was one of the cooler things about getting into this trade for me was handmade tools. Oh, yeah. You mentioned the jackhammer. I found a what was like a big piece of solid bar sleeved inside of a piece of three-inch pipe that was like a manual jackhammer. Well, it was post driver, but you used it for Jack. Well, this had a sharp to. point on it. Uh, slides inside there. I was like, man, this is going to work to break so, some concrete. You look around <laughs> here, you'll find a lot of things. I like yeah. it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I was going to say, how much material do you think y'all ordered like back in the 80s that we still have over in the Kwanzaa hut? I could probably find a few things over there for sure, especially up on where up in no man's land, up uh, in the loft up there. Nobody wants to go up there. It's funny how people know if they need to like match some old fittings right. or like, you know, some of the old senior H beam stuff and all of that, they'll come over here and we'll dig them up for them. We'll still find a few things. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. There's some ancient stuff still sitting up mm. there, but what else was, it? I was going to say something. I forgot what it was. I don't know. Oh, so um, what about the tractors? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so I, I know there was some old uh, Massey Ferguson tractors around here at one mm-hmm. point. What what y'all use them for? Oh, we had a bunch of highway field fence to do. So we used it on that. And you could, uh, if you were taking one down, you could actually take the PTO out, and hook up the wire to the back of it. And that stuff would roll. You better get out of the way because mm-hmm. it would take you with it, man. And it would just roll up all that other stuff to get it down before you start putting the other stuff up. But we also made like a, a post driver going back one of those tractors where we pulled it out where you could drive the post as you went along. Well, wasn't there one for guardrail, like a whole trailer with the driver and everything? It was driver, but we used it for post. To, I don't remember doing any guardrail. Okay, so yeah. it was just for fence post. Just fence post. Okay. Right. Yeah, I've seen uh, – I never – I don't ever remember seeing it in person, but I've mm. seen some pictures of it. I, th- I remember it when we been, built it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we built it. It was, it was pretty cool. A lot, a lot of work went into it, wasted a lot of material, but uh, <laughs> we finally got it right just to do a, a few jobs. And I don't know whatever happened to that thing. It's probably around here somewhere. I'm uh, not sure. No. But basically, um, it's kind of like a guardrail truck is today it is. where it had the driver that stood up on exactly. the side of it and mm-hmm. the little don't, don't, don't. Exactly. Thing. We were driving wood you know, post with don't, it. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, so driving the wood post for field fence. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. 
was uh was that stuff just not available like it is so now if you want a post driver to drive wood post you know you've got 30 options well out there. some people were smart enough to build that stuff and patent it mm -hmm. and actually put it to market and make money on it and we're just dumb fence guys man i mean <laughs> just built it when you needed built it, it and, when you needed it and, use you know. it for a little while and then it disappears in the yard somewhere <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it just vanishes it just erodes into the ground or something so um I don't know. You got any more questions about tools, equipment, anything like that? No, I don't think so. When um, did y'all start doing fabrication here at Memphis Fence Company? About what time was that? You talking about fabrication like our gates? Yeah. Oh, pretty always. early on. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've welded many gates over there in the quad side. Yeah. It's uh, we've done it. I I have no memory of us not ever building gates. Okay. We've always built them, residential, commercial. And y'all use something that was about the size of this table—a gigantic stick welder. Oh, the, oh yeah the old arc welder yeah, over there yeah the old turbine looked like a missile went in the bottom yeah. of yes that's and that thing's around here somewhere it's still here yeah. i've seen you it. flip the switch on that thing and the lights would dim i in mean the, in the city <laughs> not just here yeah, not here right <laughs> everywhere right sorry for all that dimming of the lights in the 80s <laughs> right. so, so fired up the old lincoln again so y'all would uh y'all would use that thing to like um melt pipes and stuff oh, you, in the you winter right with it oh yeah you can do anything with it it has so much power it's three phase i mean yeah. it's, it's obsolete but man it was a great welder I, I bet you if you fired it up it would still work yeah there's no doubt still today yeah yeah, yeah it's over there like it looks part. like a little submarine it, you know what they should use that next time they want to go down and look at an old ship they could probably use it it'd probably get things. them to the bottom just as fast right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I have a particular fondness for it being a welder and all, like that being my trade specifically. I was like, I know where that is. If y'all want to cool. know where it is, yeah. <laughs> I'll keep tabs on it for you. So we yeah. also have like some old office stuff. What was that thing called? That it like uh was it basically kind of like a printing press? Oh yeah. It was the original copier that we right. had, right? And it like was, a manual it was a hand, hand crank. I remember you had our, to set up the dies okay. and everything. I, we cannot have this conversation without me mentioning Ms. Joy Norton, okay? Because oh, yeah. she was oh, yeah. she was another one of my heroes, and she used to use that thing, mm -hmm. and uh, she was very old school. If uh, if you crossed her, you're in trouble. <laughs> I've seen her make six foot four, three hundred pound men quake in their boots because she was tough overall. But uh, but she used everything around here. Uh, the typewriter uh she didn't want to when we first got a computer man she she did not like it at all she finally learned it and she accepted it but you still see that old typewriter out she she used it all the time how but, many years was she here 32 and a half years so the reason that she left is that computer the, the last one that you yes mm. she was like i'm not learning again i'm an old dog and i'm not learning a new trick so when i when i bought memphis fence we and the accounting system was like old and uh so we you know one of the first things was i was like all right we're putting in a modern accounting system and gonna start running that and so miss joy came to me and she's like i'm not learning that yep if that's what you're gonna use i'm done i am not learning it and i was like well sorry you know i mean and uh, she she had made up her mind. It she, was, oh yeah, she was. It, it was time for her to go enjoy her retirement. Yeah, she already told me she, I'm not working for that smart little. Uh, <laughs> she was so terrifying though. Man. <laughs> she was. I remember when I was a kid, she used to have a refrigerator up there with drinks, and I would always try to get somebody else to go buy me a drink. I'm like, I got fifty cents, but I'm too scared to go back there and ask for. A I've drink. got a dollar. I'll just 
give it for one, <laughs> right? But. So the, the printing device oh, yeah. worked. On, I looked it up. I mm-hmm. saw it. We pulled the cover off. And so the product name is a Gestetner. Yeah. And it sounds German. I'm assuming it's German. I think German. And the way it works is it's like a transfer paper. And you have to set up all the dies for what you're copying, basically, at each time. And it wears out over time. The press does or the dies do. So you can get, like, I think something like 13 copies. And then you got to set it all up again. Right. Did, a did, hand crank. That is crazy to me. Didn't you say you, like, typed it on a... You took like some sort of sheet that was made for it and like typed it on the typewriter, typewriter. and that was the die for it, basically. Yes. Yeah. 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 So a little less, uh, you know. It wasn't like you had a, a box of letters and had right. to put individual That's ones. How it was. But... Oh, no, no, no. That was just, you know, that was primal there. You right. Know, we moved right. up to the good stuff by the Right. <laughs> yeah. Was, and the, uh, the faxes used to come on like a big roll, right? Mm, they did. To... It was like real thin onion skin paper, mm. you know, and if you, if you could send one continuously, it would just keep, it wouldn't cut the sheet. It would just keep on running and keep on running it. Yeah. So when, when I first started in the business, we didn't even have fax machines. Mm-hmm. So those come around a few years later. So you had a bag phone when you were doing sales or a truck phone. It was actually whatever. mounted in the truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't leave yeah. the truck. And it was a dial. It didn't, wasn't even pushed. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. Randy's a pretty old school guy still. And so we've had issues with, uh, you know, when our power goes out, the internet goes down. I mean, the rest of us are like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And Randy's like, finally, some peace and quiet. I get some work done. <laughs> and he's just down here working away with nothing. And we're all just sitting around twiddling our thumbs. So there's a there's definitely a place for that old school stuff when it comes to, you know, the infrastructure letting us down and all. But so. uh and the the next thing I have here is work ethic, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've heard lots of stories about you know people liking to partake in alcohol and things like that mm-hmm. way back when. I don't know if you got any. Well, yeah, there's been a few, present company included. Uh, I'm, you know, we all grow up eventually, right? Okay, right. but uh, yeah, there was a few that come in, and you would have to say, hey. You, you're really not fit to be here today. So just go ahead and the good workers, you know, Mm -hmm. they just, Hey, I had a bad night and had to tie one on, got into it with the old lady or something went wrong. And you just have to say, all right, you have to do it another day because today's just not the day, but it's happened. Oh, we, so, uh, since I've been here, like we've found a a stash of empty Jack Daniels bottles. Not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, we, we figured out who it was, but, uh, yeah. So it's interesting, but yes, uh, myself, I'm not casting any stones. Oh, I've, uh, you know, finished my last night from the beer before getting out of the truck to come to work. Yeah. Uh, but you were here. Yeah, I was here. See, that's the thing. I mean, I may not be able to walk or see straight, but I was here. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't yeah. hurt my work. That's for sure. <laughs> right. I was here. So, but, uh, I mean, what about just like the overall work ethic that you saw, you know, over the course of your career versus what we see today? Well, work ethic back then was, Okay, well, work ethic starts at home, okay? It does. If your father made you work, you know, a lot of kids now don't even cut the yard, okay? So if you're taught at a very young age, hey, go out and uh, cut the yard or sweep the drive, whatever you do, uh, even paint or whatever, when you look at it and you look back and you go, hey, you know, you take a little pride in that. Hey, it looks good, okay? Well, that just doesn't happen anymore. You know, at start, you know, a lot of these uh, inner city young men, they grew up without a father. Uh, 
some of them weren't even raised by their mom as a grandmother. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that a lot of these kids and it's, you can't say they're, they can't be held accountable because everybody can change their path, but they've got two strikes against them when they get out of school because they yeah. just don't know how to work. Sure. Okay. Back when I was growing up, everybody worked. I worked in summer, just try to make a little bit of money because, you know, uh, my parents didn't give me, a, a any kind of allowance. If you wanted it, you worked for it and right. you went out and got it, uh, haul hay, you know, cut yards, mm. whatever it is you had to do to make a dollar. That's what you did. We used to, you guys won't remember this one. Zach, you might, but you used to collect bottles on the side of the road, Coke bottles. Oh, yeah. Cause you could, you could get a deposit on oh, yeah. it. Hey, you get a nickel back for it. So man, we'd go around and collect bottles and take them to the store. Nickel back. Yeah. Even, uh, <laughs> don't say nickel back. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> oh, Randy hates nickel back. <laughs> so when I was a kid, we recycling wasn't on curbside. And mm -hmm. so we would save up aluminum cans and there was a big machine that looked kind of like the ice house machines mm -hmm. now that you can go buy these big ass bags of ice from and in the parking lot of a Piggly Wiggly, which in Memphis, we don't even have Piggly Wigglies nope. anymore. At Gone the corner of Summer and Raleigh LaGrange or some Sycamore View and Summer Avenue. And you go and put each can one at a time into a little slot and get like a nickel for an aluminum can. So that's what we were doing. Bottles is a little Same before premise. my time. Right. Same thing, though, mm -hmm. yeah. But you mentioned something about when you get out of school. You said when you get out of school. And one thing that I've been hearing about is that a lot of the schools, like, like my friends who have kids in high school now, they don't even have an opportunity to be introduced to a trade in school. And we're, we should do better at that. Uh, you know, us guys, we should. We should. Uh, what about job fairs? Sure. Okay. Um, there well, used that to be sounds like days. a good idea. That's something we should do. You know, well, whatever happened to like a uh, robot, but I could schedule Memphis fence present at a job fair. Exactly. That's for damn sure. Mm -hmm. What whatever happened to the days of like auto body and, you know, woodworking well, and all see, that kind of stuff too. And I always thought that, you know, a, a fence installation class, just like plumbing and welding. And I mean, it is a career. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm living proof. It's a career. Okay. Yeah. I may have started out cutting grass in the back lot but i've evolved all the way to where i am now everybody else can do that oh nobody knows where you are now oh we haven't, we haven't I, well about I'm, I'm sweeping the floors and doing the windows now <laughs> yeah, right so, so uh randy <laughs> work my randy, way up to winders randy's vice president of memphis Fence. oh don't give me a title i'm <laughs> hey, i don't get caught up on hot titles so he he runs the uh our our commercial division so he's he's the guy that people talk to for like the business to business kind of calling customers and you know, he schedules all the crews, orders of material, calls in, locates, kind of runs that whole thing by itself. So uh, just to give you a, a brief overview of where he is now, I realized we we just didn't even include that at all. So I thought we might be going kind of linear, you oh, know, in chronological, okay, chronological sorry, sorry. order here. We're, we're, we're still in the 80s. We're never going to finish the show if we're making our way to current. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that's someone calling us. But so uh, Alyssa asked a question. She says, what's one thing about the fence industry that new people coming into the industry need to know to help them succeed? Wow, oh. that's a good question. Let's uh, put you right on the spot there. Yeah. Well, first of all, don't, don't give up. I mean, it's hard work. The biggest thing you need to understand is if you stay with it long enough, the more you learn. I've got guys that were just like me. They, don't under, they didn't know 
anything about the fence business. But when they came in, they were willing to learn and they kept advancing, kept advancing. Now, now they're running a truck and an experienced fence man can make a fine living installing fence. Okay. So my biggest thing, the only thing I tell them, and I try to tell them, look, just don't get frustrated. Don't give up. Keep moving forward. Every day you learn something, you're going to be better at it. We're going to recognize it. Okay. Uh, when I hire a kid in it, whatever I pay him, I, I always tell him immediately that this is what I'm going to give you, but that's not where I want you to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. I want you to go for that other dollar, other $2. I'm willing to give that to you, but I'm not going to give it to you. You will earn it. Tim. But I promise you, if you do, you will get it. Tim Hammond says anywhere in the country gonna make a fine living <laughs> you can yep, yep mm-hmm. for sure it's for sure they're uh few and far between man yeah so i have a few things where uh we're about 45 minutes in so we we got a few more but i mean is there any difference in in the weather oh well a lot of this has probably the, the way i feel about it is because i'm older but the sun just seems like it's hotter and you go outside now the the, the humidity is unbelievable it got, it got closer yeah well it, it got closer i feel like i can touch it some days <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the days are brutal and now we, we don't get just rain anymore it seems like we get either wrath of god rain high winds tornadoes things tearing stuff up you know, my, my house was hit by the tornado through Covington. I didn't get near the damage that the guys up in Covington did. They got hammered. I'm uh, very fortunate. Uh, God blessed me there. We missed that. But it did enough damage. I had to replace the roof on my house and one of my rental houses, some of my outbuildings, stuff like that. And, you know, you would get weather like that back in the old days, but not as much as we get it now. It seems like we get it every time that it, it even clouds up. Now we get that. Mm-hmm. Right. Not always to that level, but that's what we get. Well, and up until this most recent tornado or high, was there there was a literal tornado, right? Well, in, in Covington. Covington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, so my son and I were in the driveway, and I was like, well, son, we probably don't have anything to worry about. In my 40 years of existence on this earth and in Memphis, Tennessee, I've had one, like, severe maybe tornado warning or watch mm-hmm. never touched down and for most my whole life we've not had anything like this and right. then here in the six months we've had one after the other right. it's like every time power we get a, thousands without power right and when it's 95 degrees outside with 80 percent humidity that's not what you want yeah well and then yeah, it seems like every time mm-hmm. the wind that's picks up now we have i mean that's giant right. old old growth oak trees are falling mm-hmm. and yeah, all root, kinds root of ball shit. and all just push the whole thing over yeah so. which has been pretty wild i guess uh, i talked to a one of the our contacts in like Illinois and was talking to him about the high winds and the trees falling and all that stuff. Right. They had no idea. So people outside of Memphis may not even know, but for the last six months, we've been basically, we've been getting rocked with mm, right. crazy storms. And I, you know, I'm not a tree hugger, but there may be a little something to this global warming. I'm not sure. So there's definitely climate change. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, so I, I've noticed that in my lifetime, like the time of the season seems to have kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. To where now it's like it gets warm earlier in the spring than it used to, or or maybe the I don't remember which way it well, is. Well, example, I used to take my kids uh, every Labor Day weekend. You know, we would go camping. Mm. Okay, and the nights would be cool. You would need a blanket because it would cool off. Enough. When's the last time that's happened? I mean, right. it's just in a few weeks, right? Yeah, I think next week's highs are going to be back in the upper nineties again, mm-hmm. and we're just a couple of weeks off Labor Day. Yeah, so there you go. Right. So what? 
What about customers? How have, how have customers changed? Well, customers have changed a lot. <laughs> take it well, easy. No, no. Take it. Okay. <laughs> People showing up to work we and customers. Are, a little uh, bit about this, well, and I feel some heat behind this one. <laughs> you know, used to when you show up on a job site or to, to look at you, you, your customer would meet you out there on time after you made an appointment. You could uh, they they would walk you around and say, hey, you know. Um, the fence goes here's my property line we're looking for something like six foot tall three strands barbed wire we want a gate here we want a gate here well give me an option maybe of some automation you know uh, and they were pretty clear on what they wanted okay now they want to sit in their office and point out a window or send you an email and say well it's right out there somewhere and give me six different <laughs> options i got one today it yeah. said you shouldn't need a manager on site it should be pretty obvious where the fence is yeah Exactly. <laughs> what is your uh, definition of uh, I need a fence repair? Because when you get out there and the whole thing's laying on the ground, like this is a fence replace, mm -hmm. right? Not a repair. Right. Uh, we'll how put many, you new. How many times do people call and say, "When are you going to do that repair?" Well, it's have it's, you looked outside? Yeah, it's it's exactly. done. They don't even look. You yeah. know, he's like, "I got a bill for this repair. When are you going to do it?" Two weeks ago. <laughs> Did you even go out there? Oh man, I told him I got to go out there looking. He never got back with me. Mm -hmm. well, get off your lazy backside right. and go look yourself. <laughs> So what about, uh, you see any difference in like the suppliers or vendors, subcontractors? Yeah, well, well, subcontractors I never had a lot to do with. Okay. You know, we try, I try to do everything in house. I'm not saying we haven't used them. We, we do from time to time. It's rare. I tr and I'm not opposed to them. I just, I, that's why I hire men to keep yeah. them busy. Yeah. We talked about that yeah. a little bit today. Yeah, exactly. So, but, um, as far as suppliers, man, I miss the old days when it comes to the suppliers and vendors. Cause they used to come in and they take you to lunch or spend a little time with you. You might even at night go to dinner with them, spend a little bit of time with them. And even if uh, they were just in their area, if you had a one that's out of town, they come in, bring a box of donuts and just talk to you for a little while. But no one has time for that anymore. Wayne kind Norman. Of, Wayne Norman was one of them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, we do a lot of business with a lot of different vendors and I talk to them on the phone often, never see them. Yeah. And I kind of miss that. Yeah. That needs to come back. Yeah. I'm rarely out of the office, but one of my sales reps for, um, aluminum, uh, showed up here one day just at random and yeah. I, I got back from lunch or wherever. And there was this card on my desk and I was like, man, that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that sorry, kind of sorry you missed it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, really, I looked forward to those, you know, but so the, the company we buy aluminum from, they're one. He'll, he'll come around every now and then, probably, you know, a couple, two or three times a year. And more if you've bought something from them recently. If you right. don't buy anything from them for a while, they won't stop by. But right. uh, And then remember the, the guy from the, the Treated Pond Place? Yep. So he Are we avoiding saying company names? I don't Is know. that something I, we're trying to I do. I don't want to take... Okay, no, we're gonna follow suit. You, no, you. Uh, no, I don't drop names. I, I'll yeah. talk about Miss Joy, and I'll talk about Web. But right, gonna, right, right. I'm gonna talk about vendors or name any names. All Companies of my employees that, are excellent. Right. They need to know that. Right. You, you know who you are, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and hopefully in this spot, we're gonna have some of them on the show too. That's that would be good. Yeah, that that's the plan. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we'll do what Randy does. Yeah. As far as that's concerned, I like that. No yeah. pressure. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, is there anything else that kind of stands out as being a, a big difference from some time versus now? I think we've pretty much covered it all. We're in good shape here. I mean, uh, I hope y'all enjoyed the 
the boring life of Randy Pennington with Memphis mm-hmm. Fence Company. Uh, it's been a journey. I've enjoyed it. I hope I still have quite a few, well, a few more years left in me. Yeah. What but, about your personal life? Yeah, you got a family, you got I, dogs. What, you... Yes, I have all of it. Yeah. I have yeah. family. I have dogs and the dogs are real good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a wonderful wife. Uh, I still have a stepson who lives at home with me. Um, and of course, let me tell you the greatest thing in my life grandchildren right they're the best if i could have had them first definitely would have done that <laughs> that's what yeah. everyone says yes sir i guess we were uh, talking about that earlier i have teenagers and they mm-hmm. don't really want much to do with me and you're uh they come back around right they do. but you were really more saying wait for the grandkids wait you get me. it again so that's we'll get to look forward to that song so yeah i i haven't got to either of those yet obviously but <laughs> right <laughs> so uh where, where do you think this uh, industry's headed? Do you have any? Well, son, I, I would like to tell you that's headed in the right direction. Uh, we, need, we need to work on it. Like when I say we, I mean us as an industry. We need to work on it. Like do things like I was talking about, the job fairs and the career days and stuff like that. We're so wrapped up in trying to make money, and that's what makes this ball of mud turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we have to keep pressing and pressing. I, I, I can think of 10 things a day that I need to be doing, but I can't. I've got customers are waiting on their prices. I've got low case that need to be done. I've got, you know, pieces of equipment that need to work on. We, I was we have gonna to say, going to say, let's not even mention all the trucks yeah, and equipment I mean, that break down every day, you know, <laughs> right. But, and, and how many people can you hire? You know, you got to be able to, we need to take some time and put back into this business as a whole, not Memphis fence company, not any other fence company. What are we going to do to protect our future? I appreciate that. That's one of the things that we've consistently talked about, about what is our purpose of the right. podcast is exactly. like, we're not here to just be like, Oh, we're the greatest people and listen to what we oh, have. You to start say. patting yourself on the back. That's when you're setting yourself up for failure. Right, right. Don't so our, our mm. purpose is really to kind of raise awareness and get some conversation started on right. what can we do to breathe new life into right. the fence industry. You, you get a bunch of, of us fence heads together and start figuring out what we're going to do to because it's not just a memphis fence company problem it's a construction problem it's right. not just this industry right yeah you know, i talk to construction companies general contractors all the time go man we just can't get people to come in they're not interested one of the periodicals we receive i read on the uh recently and it had a little part in there about uh going into schools and there's actually some kind of a coalition which i thought it would be cool to kind of get involved in to make that introduction to you know high school age kids that mm-hmm. about the trades mm-hmm. you know cert- fabrication welding fence installation well, you know, that kind of stuff when i went to high school there was vocational classes you could take in high school right you know and i took air conditioning refrigeration um well i was pretty good at it not enough to make a living at it but you know I, I i still fix my own stuff if it's something simple right so but why can't we do that with fencing so sure what what do you think about a trade school for i mean do you think that fence is a big enough industry to have a trade school for uh, that well do you believe in the fence business obviously you do you bought a fence company all right and i'm still here there so. you go you're still here yes i do yeah absolutely I do. It's an interesting thought. I've, mm-hmm. I've never really thought about that. There's a, of course, there's a lot of training that fence companies send people to and go right. to and all of that. But I don't think there's really a trade school that just 
outside people can go to. And that's a shame because this is an industry just like welding. Sure. Plumbing. Sure. HVAC. The school I went to was a Mm -hmm. tandem program. You could go through the welding or HVAC or both. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And a lot of it, you know, you gotta gotta learn how to weld. And there's never, has, has there ever been a, fence workers union in memphis is that a thing we do not say union in this town yeah, yeah, no way yeah. there there are some in the country but yeah. i'm just i know that that's some pl- cut his mic <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's one way that people get started the guys down the street they started their own uh steel erection business and they all came from the union and then started their own business and that's what they're doing now so, so that's where they kind of learned the trade right. was through the union i'm just saying you know that that's typically a way that people go through an apprenticeship and learn a trade or right. one of the ways you know right so uh i guess i i think it's a good idea mm-hmm. i think somebody should do it yeah. and i think i mean the closest person is a, a guy named sean king i know you don't you're not on social media or anything no. else but he does uh the the Never mr. Heard of him. he does the mr fence academy that is a place that people you know like they travel to fence companies and do training on site mm-hmm. and you know, all that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, that's what I was trying to think of as, as anybody else, but, but no, I think it's a solid idea. And especially like, I mean, it's easy enough to go to a career day at a sure. high school or right. something like that. Where are these kids know? going? Not right. all of them are going to, to college. Right. I mean, going? not everybody's cut out for college. Exactly. Like, not everybody wants to do it. Exactly. Know? And where so, do they go? I mean, they have to go to work somewhere and you kids, you need a driver's license. Okay. Get your damn driver's license. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. <sighs> so do you, you have any closing thoughts as we kind of reach our end here? Well, I think supper's getting cold. So <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it's, uh, it's getting close to bedtime too. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> about another hour. <laughs> when you hit the ground in the morning, about four fifteen, you go to bed early. Yeah. So. Oh, so that's one thing we haven't really talked about. Mm. I, I think you uh, you get here about three hours before daylight every day. I, right? I get here at five thirty a.m. every morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that first hour and a half to two hours here is the most peaceful time I have here. I can get more done, and you wouldn't believe how many contractors or job supers that are answering the phone at that time because they're they're on site. Right. So, and you don't have to deal with a secretary that will bounce you around 10 minutes. He answers the phone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always been an early riser. Yeah. So that's about the time I'm crawling around the neighbor's yard with my flashlight looking <laughs> to pick up dog shit. <laughs> so. I think it's about the time Dan gets up to take his third pee of the night before he goes lays back down. Right. right. That's way too early to even think about getting out of bed. So I, I'm kind of, you know, We've talked about that where I'm kind of the opposite. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I stay after everybody's gone and right. you know, those couple hours in there, it's, it's just like you said, I mean, it's really when you can get more done mm-hmm. in that little short period of time than you do throughout the whole day. But well, when, as your children get older and they start to play yeah. in sports and stuff like that, you're, you're going to start going home. Yeah. Earlier. It's uh, yeah. it's challenging. It is even so, you know, webs five and yeah, it's, exactly. it's challenging now. So, yeah. but, uh, you got anything else? No, man, that's it. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, uh, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would because, you know, I'm not never been a me person. I don't like talking about me. Um, no, we tried not to. Well, and I, and I thank you. <laughs> I do. Um, I do want everybody out there to know that, you know, his grandfather was the, the biggest reason that I'm still in this business. 
and I will always look after this place just like it was mine because that's what he told me to do 25 years ago to take care of it. And uh, and that's exactly what I'm going to do until the day I throw my hat in the ring. Yeah. So Well, I appreciate everything you're, you're welcome, sir. here for this company, for my family, for mm-hmm. me, for everybody that's here. I mean, you're very welcome. You've uh, definitely been a pivotal part of everything going on here for a long time. So, but uh, anyways, you got anything, Zach? No, that's it. I think I said all the kind words in the beginning. I don't want to get too mushy right Uh, here at the end. I'll give you that 20 as soon as we get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Say a couple good things for me. (laughs) Put in a good word for me. All right. Well, we have, uh, we've had a few people watching here live. So thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Hey, Tim. I didn't even see him on there, man. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I said. He said anywhere. I know. In the country, it took me really. a second to register. That I was like, <laughs> oh, I know that guy. Yeah, that's great. Yep. So, um, don't forget if you uh, if you are going to the Finch Show in Vegas, come by see us. Be good to meet some people that have listened to us. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Like, hey, uh, Tim said, hey. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. If uh, if you got any questions or comments or anything, feel free to reach out. Cool. We'll see y'all. We're next week live from Vegas a little bit. Uh, shh. Remember, we're going to like sneak around behind something and hide so we don't get in Vegas. Yeah. You could get arrested for that if you're not in the right place. That <laughs> might be just the kind of story we need for the next podcast. <laughs> or maybe, maybe this is hey, that whoa, kind whoa. of show. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. So we, we are going to try to do something live from Vegas or at least. You know, take some videos. Laurie, is there a chance that me and you can come in here next week and do something from here and just leave these guys out of it? Might be successful. Okay. (laughs) Probably we'll get more viewers than we do. We want more Randy. (laughs) Back by popular demand. (laughs) Set my bottle on the table, go to work. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks.